Brethren, the story of a great recovery. Part 1 England and Wales. Chapter 24 Suffolk and Henry Heath. In the days when the unsophisticated taste for things in general and meeting places in particular was rather less fastidious than is the case in the times in which we live, it is not surprising to find even the most incongruous and least expected building brought into use for the holding of gospel meetings. From John Wesley's journal we learn that when no public meeting room was available in the parish where his itinerant excursions led him, he very soon had the somber-looking barn of a kindly disposed farmer transformed into a bright and congenial place, with a score and a half tallow candle illuminance, and here the celebrated evangelist would preach to the assembled country people with a vigor and sincerity which rarely failed to captivate his audience. We remember, too, that it was in a barn in the remote district of Cody, Maine, in Ireland, that Augustus Toplady, who in after years wrote the immortal hymn, Rock of Ages, heard the way of salvation from the lips of an unlettered preacher and was converted. Nearly a hundred years ago, within the bare walls of a barn which stood on the edge of a meadow at Tostock in the county of Suffolk, a gospel testimony was commenced which led to the establishment of an assembly in that district. Night after night the barn was filled to overflowing, numbers coming many miles from neighboring parishes to hear the gospel. Those were indeed primitive times, when few people of the laboring class could read, and as in books were less popular than they are today, many of the meetings were carried through without singing. To some of us a songless gospel meeting would seem an incongruous proceeding, knowing from happy experience that on such occasions the pent-up joy of a soul redeemed had but one safety valve, in the lifting up of the voice in exultant praise to him who saved us. Nevertheless, the Lord placed his seal on the labors of those pioneer preachers, and numbers of the people who attended the meetings in the barn were saved. Many afterwards sought to follow the scriptural command and were baptized, the only convenient place where this could be carried out being a large slate tank in the neighboring graveyard. As the result of those meetings in the barn there are today a number of assemblies in the county of Suffolk, among which are Stowmarket, Fakenham and Ruffham. The adjoining parish of Woolpit, whose assembly will ever be remembered in association with the name of Henry Heath, came under the sway of the gospel about this time, and mainly through the labor of Captain Towers many of the country people were led to the Savior. A man of untiring energy and undaunted courage, Captain Towers relinquished the calling of a seafaring life that he might devote his time and talent in the service of the Lord, and there were few village greens and marketplaces in the county of Suffolk in the days of which we white were his voice, proclaiming the good news, was not heard, nor did he and those faithful to the truth escape the subtle attention of the enemy. But despite the bitter persecution through which they passed, the new lights, as the little company were satirically named, became the nucleus of a testimony which has been honored of the Lord up to the present time. But it was the corning of Henry Heath to Woolpit that marked in a very real way the working of the Holy Spirit in that untouched district of Suffolk. To many it seemed strange and unaccountable that a servant of the Lord, endowed with such natural abilities as a teacher and expositor of the Word, should take up the work begun by Captain Towers in that isolated village of a few hundred inhabitants, six miles from a town and two miles from the nearest railway station. Here for nearly thirty years this faithful pastor and shepherd ministered to a flock, the boundary of whose pastures extended far beyond the limits of the almost unknown hamlet of Woolpit, and it is reputed that people from fifteen different villages, some of them six miles away, would come regularly to Woolpit Room, to have the privilege of sitting under his ministry and go away refreshed and strengthened. Henry Heath was engaged as a schoolmaster in the Devonshire village of Tostock when he was brought in contact with Robert Chapman, a circumstance which was to alter the whole course of his career. 
he was then in his early twenties. His school was connected with the parish church, and this, no doubt, led Mr. Heath to take up the study of the scriptures with a view to entering the ministry of the Church of England. Thus his visits to the home of Mr. Chapman at No. 9 New Buildings, Barnstaple, became frequent, which resulted in an entire change coming over the young schoolmaster, subsequently transforming his outlook on life and directing his steps in other paths. To him this wonderful unfolding of the scriptures during those memorable Bible readings was altogether a new experience. Of this transitional stage, which marked the opening of a life wholly devoted to the Master, Henry Heath revealed to a friend that the scriptures had become a new power to his soul, and he was learning that the Bible was a living book, not only a theological work, fitting his mental powers for study in Hebrew and Greek, but that it was the inspired word of God given to the Church of God in all ages. In the year 1848, Mr. Heath took up residence at Hackney, London, where for about 20 years, as we have already seen in a former chapter, he was constant in ministry, not only in connection with Paragon Road Assembly, but at provincial conferences and other gatherings of Christians where opportunity was afforded for expounding the scriptures. It was from Hackney that he went to Woolpit, where, till called home in 1900, Henry Heath labored with a fervent love for the one he ever sought to exalt, a labor of love which has left a sweet savor. After Woolpit, the gospel was carried to other parts of Suffolk, meetings being held not only on available open spaces in town and hamlet, where the year of the passerby might be arrested, but in the kitchens of those whose hearts had been reached by the call of the gospel. Following upon those times of spiritual revival, there were formed what were then known as reading meetings, where believers young in the faith came together under the guidance of men imbued with the power of the Holy Spirit, that they might learn from the Scriptures what was the will of Him whom they had come to know in an experimental way as the lover of their souls. Motztai Room in the village of Combs is the outer shell of an old cottage with a thatched roof, certainly unique in Suffolk as a meeting room. Gospel meetings were begun there in 1843, followed by Bible readings which were largely attended by those who had been led into the light of salvation at the gospel meetings, and by others who had a real desire to become acquainted with Bible truths, of which up to that time they had been in darkness. The outcome was that as they came to learn the will of God concerning believers' baptism and the Lord's Supper, many desirous of carrying out the scriptural injunction, walked to the neighboring town of Stowmarket, about three miles distant, on Lord's Days, to join the little company of Christians in that town who had only a short time before come together to remember the Lord's death in the breaking of bread. Two years later the way was opened up for a permanent testimony in Combs, and after waiting upon God for guidance, an assembly was formed in the old Motztai thatched cottage. Thus, on the 30th day of March 1855, says an old record book still in existence, a meeting of believers was held in the above place. It was agreed they should meet there in future, for the breaking of bread simply as believers in Christ Jesus, and willing to receive all such for his sake, according to Romans 15 verse 7. Then follows a list of 82 names, and it is interesting to observe that the grandchildren of several of them are in the assembly at Combs today. For many years Mr. W. M. Hewitt, an able and gracious servant of God, was constant in his care for the flock. Then followed Mr. Salmon of Stowmarket and Mr. Tidmarsh of Berry Street Edmonds who for a long period were real helpers at Motztai, and many today testify to the help slash and blessing they received through the ministry of these brethren, 